Welcome to Sibylline Podcasts, part of our insight series where we aim to provide relevant, timely and actionable analysis in a discursive format. We hope you enjoy listening and welcome any feedback. Please visit our website for more insight series updates. And as always, like, subscribe and share. Hello, all, and welcome to another of Sibylline's podcast series. My name is Jocelyn, and I am the Senior Case Manager within the Business Intelligence and Investigations Department at Sibylline. With me today, we have Daphne Bellori-Grant, our Senior Advisor on Environmental, Social and Governance Issues. Welcome to Sibylline, Daphne. It's lovely to be here. So first off, there are obviously three core pillars of ESG, Environmental, Social and Governance. And they're all equally important when you're discussing this matter. But is there one pillar which is easier to include in your corporate strategy? And if so, is that a good way of starting if you're coming into this from scratch? Yeah, first of all, I think it's good to to remind everybody when we're talking about ESG that we're talking about the environmental, social and governance issues relating to the strategy and how a company responds to these areas. I completely agree that they are of equal importance. And the main point to remember is that they don't exist in silos. So when you are talking about the environmental, the social and the governance, they're all equally of equal value and equal weight, but they're also interlinked. And that's why it's essential to always have a holistic approach to how you engage with ESG and on how you want to integrate ESG within your own corporate purpose and structure. I think ESG integration is a daunting task and um, I'm often asked about what is the best way and the quickest way to integrate that within the strategy of a company, regardless of the size of that company. Given the fact that each pillar comprises of several issues, I think there's also a concern that it's not always feasible to address every single issue when it comes to ESG. So it's crucial to remember that each company has to look at what is relevant to them in terms of their strategy, in terms of their objectives and their aims. Once they identify that and then can position the right ESG issues in relation to what they want to achieve. And that comes back to having a holistic approach. It's very important that each company also looks at the project of integration of ESG from its own positioning within the industry in which it operates and also the wider geopolitical environment. As each corporate has a different set of objectives, then they should also choose to work on that specific ESG issue that reflects these objectives. It needs to identify the issues that are relevant with strategy, but also It has to identify the issues that it can have the biggest significant impact. So when these issues become the core of the corporate strategy, then then when you have really addressed a full integration of ESG considerations. My advice has always been is to be aware of the bigger picture, be focused on what you want to achieve and try to achieve a positive impact. So be very selective about the issues you want to identify. With integration, how can companies integrate their ESG policies into their existing corporate strategy? Or are they better off just scrapping that and starting with a whole new, brand new corporate strategy with ESG as their core focus and then building out from that? I think when we talk about ESG integration, it's very much about incorporating ESG perspectives within the existing strategy. It's very hard to start from scratch. And I don't think most of corporates will be willing to go down that route because it will be quite problematic. 
it's about really adopting and refining your current strategy and embedding the policies, the objectives, the processes that really are ESG driven throughout your plan. There are two points really that I would like to make is, first of all, the strategy of a corporate is a living document. Once you have expressed the objectives you want to incorporate in the strategy, you need to revisit it regularly. It's about adopting to the changing environment and being flexible about how you're going to allow for transformational change. The pandemic crisis actually is a great example of how it has really forced everyone to adapt to a new reality. And that is also happening within the business community. It's very evident that companies who've been very agile, very flexible, and they were quick to respond to the sudden changes were also the ones that really benefited in the long term and have been doing extremely well. So the same process really applies to when we're looking at ESG principles and how those fit within a corporate strategy. The companies that are really able to review their strategies regularly and are quick to embed ESG considerations sort of like very effectively and swiftly are also the ones who will see progress and implementation happening at a very fast pace. And the second point is really important to remember that each company is on a different level of its ESG journey. So some of them haven't even started yet. So therefore there is needs to be an acknowledgement that in order to identify and embed ESG practices on a strategic level, you also need to get comfortable of where you sit right now as an entity, as a corporate entity. For the ones who've already started the journey that they developed a quite sophisticated approach to ESG integration. These are the ones who've been discussing this for a very long time. They've already implemented changes on a strategic level and they've already introducing these changes throughout the whole structure. But for the ones that are just starting that process, it's about contemplating the importance of ESG considerations at a board level. It's about having these conversations within their teams, within the different functions, and then being able to take the next step of integrating ESG practices and changes at a strategic level that becomes then a fundamental process for the company itself. Thanks. And actually, your point about making sure you have those conversations, not just at board level, but with your various team members is really interesting and actually sort of leads into my next question, which is how can companies protect ESG policies which have been implemented successfully and within the corporate strategy? How can employees and people protect those when there is a change of leadership? Obviously, publicly listed companies have shareholders who have rights. But what about private companies? I think it's the same for both public and private companies is the fact that once you have implemented this new strategy, you really need to fight for it you know, and support it. Companies are led and run by people. And I think that's the, the, the main thing to remember. Therefore, the essence of a company, its corporate strategy, its corporate purpose, it's really defined by its leadership. So if the leadership has already incorporated a robust ESG driven model and a strategy that should remain protected because those ESG considerations are really feeding into the whole structure of the company so that it becomes really the core of how that company engages and how it's reflected in its own objective but also in its own strategy throughout the operations of the company. We also need to ask the question of why did that change take place in the first place? 
the introduction of ESG considerations within the strategy of a company is really driven by the leadership. So if there is a shift from a profit-driven to a value-driven model, which is what's happening now with ESG considerations, then we already know that integrity becomes the core value of that company. So once you have integrity being and identifying your corporate purpose, then that's gonna enforce throughout the company, the, the sentiment that ESG considerations need to be supported. It's your leadership, it's your team leaders, your workforce as a whole that is going to back that view. So once you have made that process and ingrained within that every aspect of the company, then you would expect that even if there is a change of leadership, that fundamental process, the foundation of a strong entity that is value-driven will remain. However, we must also accept the fact that any strong leadership can really push for change. So we can say at the same time that if somebody wishes to change the whole ethos of a company, they can achieve that because of the original reason I gave, which is the fact that companies are led by people. Just briefly, I wanted to state there was a study many years ago that indicated how long it takes to measure the changes in strategy and corporate purpose of a company. So within a large to a multinational company, they estimated that you can achieve change within a period of six to eight years. However, if you have a really strong executive team and a really robust leadership coming into place, then that time frame can change down to 18 months to two years, which showcases the impact of a strong leader. That's really interesting. Speaking about team and sort of various employees and keeping them engaged with regard to the ESG and the strategy, going forward, especially with the younger generation, how important do you think having ESG at the forefront of a company and embedded within its strategy is going to be in terms of retaining talent and sort of keeping the workforce engaged in sort of the work they're doing? I think it's crucial and it's probably one of the reasons that ESG considerations are now on the forefront of the agenda for corporate entities. The younger generation is very much more in tune and more conscious about its environmental and social impact. And that really translates in their professional career. These are the values that they're promoting on a personal level, but also these are the values that are going to be reflected in their workspace and their work environment. Therefore, the idea that companies need to shift towards a more value-driven model has become now more than ever almost essential. That is a reason why you're beginning to see the shift. I've been involved in this space and talking about ESG obviously not as ESG as the, the term, but before that was CSR, corporate stewardship. But the concept remains that all these issues have been gaining momentum purely because there's been a significant change in the way people are responding to it, in the way that the world environment is changing. So therefore, we need to ensure that these elements are incorporated. And this is something that the boards the leadership, the senior executive leadership needs to take into consideration. Thank you very much, Daphne. For those listeners out there, if you'd like to hear more about the challenges corporates are likely to face in 2022, please tune in to our next podcast all about ESG. 
Thank you very much. And if you'd like any more information about Sibyline, please drop us an email at info at sibyline.co.uk.